to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, topics, stipulations, first down, plate it. Presenting topics for kind, easy to time, braid it. Facts, keys to the city, we are locking the statements. And ladies and gentlemen, Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. What a first round it was. What a spectacle it was. You look at how this draft started, and we were all curious. The unknown of how this draft was going to play out. And we're going to talk about, there was a lot that happened last night. There was some surprises, major surprises. We're going to get into a Giants-Jets pick. We're going to talk. We're going to have Nolan Rich call in. Avid Jet fan, and I would love to know how he feels about the Mackay Becton pick, as well as our New York Giants taking maybe the next left tackle for the next 10 to 12 years. We can only hope. But like I said, what a draft, the unknown. That's what we were basically wondering how this was going to go. And all the parties that were part of this draft, a job well done. Before we even get into any of it, a job well done. Peyton Manning, ESPN, NFL Network, just an overall tremendous job of how they did, how this all played out. The intro, the emotion, we know what's going on in the world, and just a great job by the NFL as a whole. The whole production. The whole great. production, just because we were, this is what we've been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen. This has been the first sporting event since all of this has, since COVID-19 has hit the, the U.S. And to me, how it started, how it played out was tremendous. It was you, smooth. It was, yes. the, the draft there actually were no went glitches. Quicker. There were no issues. No. And that's why they had the pre-run on Monday where they did have a glitch with the Cincinnati Bengals pick. But I can't say enough of how tremendous I actually they enjoyed were. this draft almost a little bit more so than the normal draft. It didn't have all the extra BS because when I watched the draft, I just want to see the players selected and the analysis of players. I don't want all the extra BS that goes into it. There's so much Hollywood that goes in. Stage yeah. that goes into this, you know, the, with the we're talking to the players and this. It's like let's just get to the business because that's what majority of these people want to see. They want to know who their team is picking. What what about the player? If the if people are not aware of who they are and how he fits their team scheme. And this was a great opportunity for the NFL and ESPN to show off, and they did. And everything worked out great. It went smooth. It ended before twelve thirty. I thought it was gonna be a twelve thirty one o'clock show. I thought it was gonna take more time. Yeah. But it worked out perfect. I was pleased with the draft. I w went through all. Our mock draft last night, Trev, we were correct, perfectly correct with player and team with 12 of the 32 picks. We were actually more right on teams with the uh, the players and positions that they were going to pick. Of course, we got our first caller. It's and we got, our, we got our Nolan Rich, as I said. Nolan, you are on with us. As he said, we've been waiting to have you on because you are an avid Jet fan. We're just talking about the overall presentation, how this draft was handled, the unknown of how if they were going to have any you know, hiccups throughout, and they played it, it went perfectly, so a job well done. The New York Giants and the New York Jets, two teams that have franchise quarterbacks and needed glaring holes at the left tackle position. I want to get, since we are Giant fans, we'll get into that in a sec, but I wanted to ask you, as a Jet fan, how do you feel about the pick of Makai Becton? Well, thank you guys, and first off, I want to say a big thank you to ESPN, and I know all the incredible hard work and all the people there working from home, being able to do this event, which people don't realize how much went into this event, but also how much technical issues mm -hmm. had to be resolved because of it, and I have to give them all the credit in the world because 
because it's it's not a normal production like it usually would be and being able to adjust so first of all i have to credit espn the nfl for doing an absolutely incredible job putting on a great thing that we all needed right now now with the jets i've been doing a lot of mock drafts on rich sports talks for the new york jets and i shifted in recent weeks because of joe douglas which was an offensive tackle and when they got Mackay Becton, I was pretty happy with it because okay. the issue with the Jets was going to be what tackles were going to be available. In all my mock drafts, I had Arizona going with a mock, with a tackle at yes. number eight, a lot of and that did. was a huge surprise. I will say this because a lot of Jet fans, I've seen the reaction has been pretty happy. I do think there was some disappointment that they didn't get Tristan worse, but I think where the Jets were picking, Becton makes a lot of sense because they need a tackle and. I won't say this. Tristan Morse is an incredible prospect, but I think despite his athleticism, he will be an incredible guard in the NFL, maybe a right tackle, but from whatever you, where you look at his tape and watching all the analysis on him, yep. it doesn't seem like he translates to a left tackle. And I think Becton, I keep hearing this, that he's the biggest boomer bust prospect. And Do you feel that way, though? I feel that way in a sense. I think that the biggest concern is obviously his weight, but when you've talked to the Louisville staff, when you've seen the weight program he's gone through, I do believe they'll be able to keep him on track. Um, The drug test, of course, was a bit of a concern, Mm -hmm. but it apparently didn't hurt his draft stock because he did talk about it. Even Joe Douglas said how he basically begged for forgiveness, said it won't happen again, and basically he's a good, hardworking kid. And when you hear the story of when he came to Louisville at 390 pounds and he slimmed down to now 364, I mean, it's... It's a pick that I really do think makes a lot of sense. I think that Joe Douglas is swinging a bit for the fences here because you could have an elite left tackle. But I also think it's a safe pick from this regard because people might say, well, he'll be a bust if he's not a great left tackle. That might be the case. But I think at the very worst case, and I think you both could agree, he's probably the best run-blocking tackle in this entire draft. So even if he has to become like a Jack Conklin and play right tackle, even becomes a Mahler at right tackle, I still think this will be a very good pick in the long run because Joe Douglas has said the five best will play. didn't immediately come out and say Becton's going to be the left tackle. It gotcha. Fan- so there's a lot of discussion. But overall, I think it was the right pick. I know okay. the Jets need a receiver, but I think we will see one or maybe even two come off the board on day two. Okay. So we're at Keys City. We're on the phone with Nolan Rich, the host of Rich Sports Talk. You can check him out on YouTube. Great stuff, great content. So well. if you're a big Jets fan... He's an average Jets Jets fan. Listen, he's got a full seven-round mock draft, so you can see how he does for the rest of the draft. Nolan, me and Trevor did this yesterday, and we actually did another one on Tuesday. We had both predicted uh, Becton going to the Jets. I like him because here because you can start him at right tackle and eventually move him over to left tackle. He has all the athleticism to play either tackle position. I love the size. I figured for me, and the reason why I did this, and I saw your mock draft, um, you had him trading back and taking a receiver. I just felt that with the Jets and the need of protecting the Sam Darnold investment, similar to what the Giants are. You got Daniel Jones and you have Saquon, right? Similar thing. You want to protect your investment. That's a quarterback. Right, and and, and you can't throw the ball if you're lying on your backside. And we saw that happen late in the Eli's career. Would you say is his best fit, right tackle or left tackle, going forward with the New York Jets? I think in the 
the long run, it will be left tackle because he does have great athleticism despite his huge size. I mean, this is a guy who reminds me a lot of Jonathan Ogden. When Jonathan Ogden came out in the draft, he was the first pick by the Ravens almost two decades ago. We hadn't seen left tackles like him, like the size, the build. And Ogden is obviously a Hall of Fame left tackle. Yeah. I'm by no stretch saying he's going to be a Hall of Fame tackle. If but I do that, think... Yeah, right? I would be very happy, but I think, like you say, and I agree, if it find, if you come out, especially with the lack of training camp there's going to be, I feel, this year and the lack of OTAs, maybe just starting him at right tackle, just make it a little bit easier on him to start. But either way, you have to give Joe Douglas credit because what he was brought in to do was to build a wall around Sam Darnold. Yep. And you cannot say that he hasn't done this. I mean, they have gone out and made seven moves on the offensive line. And now they actually have a lot of depth along the offensive line. It might not be can never go wrong with that. Like, yeah, there's no, it's not like a Philadelphia or a Dallas in terms of talent. Yeah, but in terms of depth and versatility, it's a pretty good offensive line. And I understand that Jeff Bams want a receiver for Donald. Yeah, and because it's the, flash, it's, like, the flash, it's, it's the flash. It's the flash. It's the flash. It's like general. Giant fans want Isaiah Simmons. I know it was. It would be nice to have a player like him, but you got you want to keep Sam Donald for the next ten to twelve years, right? Or fifteen years. That's what it comes down to. Daniel Jones for the next ten to twelve years. That's what it comes down to. Protection. Right. And they both did the right thing. Absolutely. And I think Andrew Thomas, I saw some Giant fans were surprised at number four, but when you look, I think he is the safest left tackle. When you talk about pure left tackles, I think he is the safest pick. He might be a Pro Bowler only one or two times in his career, but I believe he's going to be one of those guys that for the next decade, he will be a reliable left tackle that you think. He might not be an all-pro, but... He's a guy that you – he reminds me a lot of DeBrickishaw Ferguson, who the Jets drafted wasn't a bad, And he was the number four pick, and he wasn't too wasn't bad himself. With, no, there's nothing wrong with that. And you want a guy that's reliable. I'd rather take a reliable guy that you know what you're going to get yeah. consistently day in and day out. And He's, Dave Gettleman had to hit. He has to hit because his job's right. on the line. Let me ask you one final question, too, about this draft. It's the big question that everybody's been talking about. I got to get your take. The Green Bay Packers, one of the probably main – the big surprise of the entire first round taking Jordan Love what is that telling Green Bay Packer fans I'm I feel for Aaron Rodgers I'm not the biggest fan of him but I feel for him a guy that was just in the NFC title game you give him some pieces right no they decide to go with maybe their next future quarterback I don't understand it what's your quick take on it buddy I wish Hard Knocks was in Green Bay this summer. That's what I want because this is the ultimate drama because yep. even Aaron Rodgers, he's the guy type of quarterback, and he has come out and set his mind. He has never been afraid to share his opinion. He went on Pat McAfee's radio show yesterday before the draft and basically said, yep. I want a playmaker. <laughs> and Do the complete opposite. The, the Packers didn't do that. And for the Packers – I look at this in two ways. I get it from the standpoint that they are fearful of not having a backup plan after Aaron Rodgers. I can completely understand that. And I think Jordan Love has the potential to be a very good quarterback. I really like his ceiling in this draft. But here's the thing. I think Jordan Love can be a very good quarterback, but do I think he's going to be the next Aaron Rodgers? No. And this is the thing with Green Bay. And this is why I think if you're a Packer fan, you have to be furious today is – We forget this team was one game away from the Super Bowl last year. Exactly. And they were one win in the regular season against the 49ers from hosting the 
NFC playoffs in Lambeau, and now you see with the playoff system that's going to be implemented, <laughs> I hope you're where the first that. team gets the first round bye now, and everyone else plays. Get get, your, get get a piece around your quarterback for time. I mean, for goodness sake, we've been saying it for years now, and the Green Bay Packers do the complete opposite again. I know Aaron Rodgers is probably a little ticked off this morning. I'd have to oh, say he, he has to be because I think he realizes that there's a window here, and yep. if he could get a great receiver, that if they can win that division, that's once again a division where a I think division. they're going to easily win it. But they need home field. They yeah. need the Super Bowl to go through Lambeau. And right now, the Packers, I think, are too concerned about the future than the present. And when you have Aaron Rodgers, at the end of the day, we may look back at his career similar to Andrew Luck and say, I know he won a Super Bowl. But, but man, if they the could have put the pieces around him There's consistently. The what if. Exactly. There's the what, what if factor. Been. That's exactly what it comes down to. <laughs> And, hey, Nolan, I appreciate you calling in, buddy. Enjoy the rest of the draft. Good stuff. Keep it up with the work, my man. Be safe. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Absolutely, brother. brother. Be good. That was the host of Rich Sports Talk. You can check him out on YouTube, Nolan Rich. Great content. If you're a Jet fan, I highly recommend. He does a lot of work, great work in general. But like he was just saying about Andrew Thomas, we got to get into a big blue coming into this draft. I know Giant fans, there are Giant fans that are upset about this pick. But let's be let's be smart Giant fans for one second because I know that is tough for Giant fans to be. Well, because they all that is all fans. I get it. That's all fans. There's Jet fans that are probably ticked off. There are Packer fans that are ticked off. There are teams that are ticked off. I know Eagle fans are a little ticked off that they didn't take a Justin Jefferson instead of taking Jalen Rager. But you look at right now, coming into this draft, the New York Giants needed an offensive lineman. It was just which one. It was a matter of time of we were going to find that one. It became Andrew Thomas. The funny thing about this whole thing is last year, before the season even started, Andrew Thomas was the number one rated lineman in this coming draft he was going to be a top five pick so it's it's funny that everybody's going nuts at why did he go at four well they felt like he was the best left tackle in this draft he played right tackle his first year he played left tackle the next three years it's funny because you heard about this kid all season yes. as the number one tackle yes. and not until we got to the after draft combine stuff and all the extra stuff that goes into it he dropped and it depends who you scouted. Daniel Jeremiah had him in number four. Yeah. Um, there's a uh, lot, Dan Shockon, who is the ROAN scouting service, had him as one of the top two tackles, only slightly behind Worfs. But Worfs is not a really a true tackle. He's going to come in as a tackle, but end, similar and to what Brandon, Brandon Shreve, he'll probably end up moving to guard eventually down the road. He'll be better but, for it, but he has that flexibility. The Giants needed a true tackle, okay? Yes. Becton was, and I still believe it wasn't the right fit for the Giants. Not at number four. Where he took at the Jets is a good fit. Yep. And my guy, who me and Trev had both suspected that they were going to take, was going to be Wills. Jedrick it was Wills, either going to come down to Wills, Wills or Thomas, Thomas or but even worse. Maybe the way they looked at it is here. Wills played right tackle majority of his two years, 28 consecutive starts for Alabama. Yep. That was to his blind side. Yep. Maybe they didn't feel he was a true left tackle. And that's eventually what this they were looking for. three-year starter as a left tackle. They're going to start him at right tackle in Thomas. They're going to have Solder for the first year and eventually move him on. Look at the dogs on Schefter. Yeah, look gonna at move, the dogs. going to move on from him the following year and move Solder off next year when there's less dead cap to the Giants, and they'll move Andrew Thomas to left tackle. But here's the thing. You look at this as a whole. The Giants did what they needed to do. 
They signed Cam Fleming, <clears throat> the tackle, Easy to, to give flexibility <laughs> both for the Giants. They have Nick Gates. They have Zeitler. They have Hernandez. Hernandez. They have Solder. So you put Thomas there. You have Cam Fleming at, coming in as your flex tackle either way if, if you're injured or whatnot. You have Nick Gates. You hopefully we'll grab another offensive lineman right late in the rounds. But now you solidify your offensive line. And that all starts there. you got to build your front wall. To, and that's where it starts. you got your quarterback. You have your running back. You have three pieces of receivers in Slayton, T, and Shepard. You have also Evan Ingram. You're looking at this offense, you're like, all right, we got pieces here. We got offense. Now we got to look at the rest of the draft and move forward on the defensive side of the ball. But and that's and that's where and I'm gonna get into that. Is that I know there's unhappy fans because we are spoiled fans nowadays. We want everything. We want all those yeah, nice we, shiny toys. We do watch we, a lot of college. I watch we do. more college football Trust sometimes. Me. Than college NFL. football. I like my, I, I, I watch college football. That I like college football more than the NFL. And I know these players. I, I watch, that's just me. I'm a Florida Gator fan. I was talking to our buddy George Francis who actually lives in Georgia and knows um, Thomas well because as a security guard he I was saying this. Listen, He's a good I, friend of him. I was saying to him, to get I'm a Florida Gator fan. I'm used to seeing that game Florida versus Georgia every year yeah. in Jacksonville. It used to be called Andrew the greatest Cam- cocktail party in the world. And now it's changed yeah. because they, you know, they, people get all PC about PC that. But world now. I saw him stuff the Florida Gator defense consistently, consistently. You and you always saw seventy-one. You always knew where seventy-one was. His play was always. Uh, it was eye-opening. And you look at the tackles from Georgia. They have done well in the NFL. Just They've got done two well. of them in the first Isaiah round. Isaiah Wynn. You look at the guy that... Um, Isaiah Wilson last night going to Tennessee Well, also as well. The, the one that uh, New England had, and then they traded yeah, to, they, to they, the Raiders. Let's just say they've had a... Consi- Trey Brown? Or Trent Brown. Trent, Trent Brown. Brown. They've had consistency at the NFL level. Pro-level tackles. Look, we coming in... I wasn't big on the whole offensive line thing. Deep down, uh, coming into this whole process, I wanted Isaiah Simmons because it would have been something different. It would have kind of been like the Saquon pick, shiny toy. We need a linebacker, we get that. But the offensive line, ladies and gentlemen, it comes down to the safety and the protection of Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Am I wrong? Okay. I didn't know if the peanut gallery would say anything. (laughs) But just in general, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to those two cornerstones. Isaiah Simmons would have been a great a great pick, of course. When you get a player like him that can play something that we've never seen, which is everywhere on the defense, that would be awesome. But deep down, it comes down to the health and the safety of Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. So invest in those two, right? So you go to them was their best offensive tackle. I know Jedrick Wills was there. Tristan Wirfs was, we all seemed like he was the one that would be connected with the Giants the most. And he even said it in an interview that they were probably scouting him and had the most interview talks with them. Well, maybe, that, maybe, maybe they're just doing that because they were so unsure that you do extra homework on a guy that you're not positive about. I remember a mock draft coming out early last year, even before the season started. And I believe they had Andrew Thomas going to the New York Giants. So they must have been knowing something for any of us even knew. This is the right pick, ladies and gentlemen. If it, if it, it didn't matter if it was Worfs, it was Wills, or it was even Becton. No matter what, this was the right move because they are giving protection now to Daniel Jones. And Saquon Barkley, you can open up the holes for that great running back. And that's what it comes down to. Now, day two, this is where it gets interesting for the Giants. And day two, we're not going to get into it, but there is a, and we'll talk about it at the end, there's a lot of great talent still left on the board. First-round talent, do they decide to go? There's many ways they could go. Do they go offensive line again? 
Do they go defensive line? Do they go back, linebacker? Do they go safety? There's cornerback, receiver. There is still so much for the Giants to do. This is where it gets interesting. I'd love for the Giants to trade back and probably pick up another couple assets because this is only 36, and then they gotta wait all the way until 99. You saw the Giants. The interesting thing about this, we all were like, oh, the Gettleman's freaking out. No, the Giants waited until the last minute. And that's what it can, you saw. They were under a minute with their pick. So the Giants were still waiting to try to find a trade partner. I know there was no trades early on. And it was and it was kind of surprising because we all thought that the Lions and the Giants maybe were looking to trade. But deep down, they stayed put. They get their guy. And now Daniel Jones yeah, is going back to their happy people. The first trade was Tampa Bay. And they moved up one spot in yeah. front of the 49ers. So we had the first pretty much six picks right, which we assumed. We had the Panthers taking Simmons. It was Derrick Brown. Perfect need. They lost three D-tackles. They lost Jerry McCoy. They lost Dante Poe. They needed a D-tackle. He was the second best D-lineman only behind Chase Young. So, we were right in that. Cardinals, now that's when things started to change a little bit for most teams. We had all suspected, a lot of people, and, and this is based on everyone you watch on ESPN, Fox Sports, NFL Network, was that the Arizona Cardinals were going to probably take an offensive lineman, whoever was the best available at that position. And they didn't, because you assumed, just like we have talked about with Giants, between the two of us and the Jets with Nolan Rich before earlier, was that they you want to protect your investment. You drafted Kyler Murray last year out of Oklahoma, the number one pick. So why not you re-sign DJ Humphreys, the old tack, the offensive tackle from Florida, who's been there for a while. So why not get another tackle? Why not get a guard worse? Maybe you could play him a guard. He's team athletic. Him on the left and, and, team him up on the left side of the line. No, if I you, would. If you I, had right Suter later down the road, I would start Worfs on the right tackle, and you have yes. DJ Humphreys the left tackle. Yes. And now you give flexibility to your offense. You protect. Kyle Murray, you got DeAndre Hopkins, you have pieces on that team. It's a little shocking because you want to protect your offensive investment. And I love what I heard the other day on the, on the NFL Network. It was talking about the quarterbacks. And they were saying like this, I'd rather lose games 45-42 than lose 10-7 because then you can at least figure out, hey, this is my quarterback and he, I know he's good enough to play at this level. If you're losing 10-7 and your offense is not really doing much because you can't protect That's your quarterback, concerning. but your defense is great, well, That's here's the problem. You don't you. know if your quarterback's good enough for that first-round pick. So at least you know, hey, listen, our offense is good. Our quarterback can score with anyone. We just can't stop no one, so we got to get pieces. So that was not a bad pick for the Arizona Cardinals because it gives flexibility. They have Buda Baker there, similar type of guy, but this they guy is... Tyron Matthew. I, mean, I just don't guy. know how he fits in their 3-4 scheme, and maybe so. The Arizona Cardinals probably just took the two most athletic guys in the past two drafts, and Kyle Murray, who was a first-round draft pick for yep. the Oakland A's, yep. and now a number one pick for quarterback. I mean, this guy could do it all, and then you, and then you look Isaiah Simmons, who literally can do it all. Run, catch, block. I mean, the, it feels like the guy can't do it, nothing he wrong. He can't do no wrong. I mean, that was definitely the first surprise of the draft. I mean, me and Ted had a couple of... couple of. We were right on some picks. Like, I picked Henry Ruggs. I knew I felt that he was the number one receiver because Oakland likes that speed, and they have a guy that they play against two times a year in Tyreek Hill. And then I was also right on the Miami Dolphins' first two picks, trade, getting Austin Jackson. I just felt like he would be— To win Austin Jackson, you I called those. That's what I felt like. You also made some interesting picks. Even I know it wasn't in the mock draft, but you did also say, even before, you said Seattle, Jordan Brooks, and then you said the last pick in the first round, Clyde's Hilaire— 
Well, I had I Clyde's Edward. I called Blair, the Jordan Brooks. The first running back actually drafted as well. Kind of reminds Andy Reid of another great small running back in Brian Westbrook from yeah, Villanova. But he, but he took he, him in the third round. He's never taken know, a running he back. Did, but he's he did, never taken a running that, back in the first round. But he did say it reminded him of Brian Westbrook. So that's where we were right on some picks, and there were a lot of surprises. Isaiah Simmons being one of them. The Eagles not taking to Justin Jefferson still on the board. But I think we all know the surprise of last night's first round. And everybody has been talking about it because how could you not? It's the Green Bay Packers trading up. This is where it gets even more ridiculous. They traded up from 30 to 26 when the Dolphins didn't need a quarterback because they drafted. Seahawks. They just drafted Tua. Seattle doesn't need a quarterback. Baltimore didn't need a quarterback. And, the and they just dra- and they just signed Ryan Tannehill to Tennessee Titans. So if you really wanted Jordan Love, you could have said, "Why third. did you trade up to get him? Did you really feel like one of these teams were going to trade back into the first round and take Jordan Love? Maybe I don't know because I'm not a part of these franchises." these organizations. I don't know what goes on, but this is the biggest surprise to me and I think to many in this entire well, first round. Well, especially because I'm looking over I'm and looking over I'm looking over the screen. It. They're talking about this, but they just showed since Aaron Rodgers has become the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, every time in the first round that they've ever selected, they have never selected an offensive guy. They just showed it. Every year they selected a defensive guy. And so the, so what's that say? I understand is that helping the team? Yes, it is. Is that helping the Green Bay Packers? Yes, because you're if you can't if you're give, not giving up points, you're gonna. But here's an op- you're looking at this team right now. Their two receivers are Devin Funches and Devontae Adams. Not good and enough. And Marquise Valdez Scantlin. Not good enough. Not good enough. Me. Not good enough. Now, for me. I'm sorry. And if you're gonna move up to go get the quarterback. Um, you're giving up value. Sit there at 30 and take Jordan Love and still keep your other two Rodgers was special when he had Jordy Nelson, Greg Jennings, and Donald Driver. He was well, special. Well, he also had Michael Finley. He, had Jema- he was special when he had weapons. And I know there's... Aaron Rodgers may go down as one of the most scrutinized NFL players in the history of the game just because of that. If he never gets another Super Bowl, he'll have one Super Bowl. But... Look, I'm not the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan, but for goodness sake, help the guy out. The guy is coming to the end of his time. Well, Ten years not, of, yeah, but he's not Tom Brady. But listen, the Tampa Bay Bucks know that they signed Tom Brady, right? So you know you have a little on, and you have a two-year window. And they went up one spot to go get a tackle because they know they need extra protection for Brady. How, and why would Green Bay, you know you have a bigger window, right? You would assume a two- to three-year, maybe four-year window with Green Bay. Why would you not go I, all in? And, and Rich Sports Talk... Rich Nolan said before, you were one game away from the Super Bowl. I'm trying to say that is that this is a team that is not in a rebuild mode. This is a team that was just like 60 minutes away from a Super Bowl appearance. And everybody sc- destroys him because, oh, well, he's overrated. He's never won. Well, look at who he gets. Look at the team that is surrounding him. Devontae Adams, a hell of a player. Don't get me Devontae. wrong. One of the be- Devontae Adams is one of the better, best receivers in the game. Aaron Jones is a great running back. What the hell else does he have surrounding him? He has a solid offensive line, but there's no weapons. He was at his best when he had weapons surrounding well, everyone him. Everyone is the best. I when know, you have but a- Aaron Rodgers is different because he has. He's always put on this certain pedestal of being one of the top quarterbacks of all time and one of the top quarterbacks in our generation. And he's never gotten the pieces to work with, and that's what it comes down to. He doesn't get the respect, which is understandable. He hasn't won, but he doesn't get the pieces surrounding him, and it's frustrating. If you're a Packers fan, why the hell do you trade up four spots and then go take him when you could have taken? If you didn't feel a receiver was good enough there, I get it. Okay. But you go take this guy? You go take Jordan Love? No, I agree with you. But I'm, and I was just going to add to this because I said Brady. Look what Brady 
left New England because they just couldn't give him pieces. You just get sick and tired of being the scapegoat of these teams when they don't put pieces around. And then you look at Breeze. What do the Saints consistently do? I mean, man? he just can't win. They, they can't, just haven't they, had they, good luck, or they just can't you, win. I mean, you have Can you imagine Michael Rogers Thomas? Brady you brought that? in Emmanuel Sanders. Last year, they, went, no. they got Jared Cook. They have Alvin Kamara. They went to get Latavius Murray as a backup running back. What did they do this year? They had extra room. So what they do, they get the best center slash guard in Cesar Ruiz from Michigan. Oh, yeah. He's a value pick. You help your offensive line out, and their offensive line was already set, but it adds extra value. This is a value. team that didn't need many, ho- many position needs. Maybe linebacker. We thought maybe Patrick Queen or Kenneth Can Murray. you imagine if Rodgers or Brady had what Breeze has? I mean, you just think about it. Rodgers would Kirk be Cousins had Diggs and Thielen and Irv Smith and Kyle Rudolph and Dalvin Cook, and you're just, I mean, you're just, yeah. you name all of these pieces. And even Latmer before we, he was I with mean, the Saints. We, we mocked the Giants, and we're Giants fans, and we could do that. But look what the Giants have. The Giants have Evan Ingram and Saquon and Shepard and they had also and Beckham Slayton at one point. And Beckham. I mean, <laughs> there, there is pieces on these teams, and then you look at the Green Bay Packers, you're like, Devontae okay, Adams. You have a top alt, a top five, top ten all time quarterback. I wouldn't say top. And you have, and you I have top five. Well, I don't put him in the top five because he only has one him, Super Bowl. I wouldn't put him in top five. You're his, crazy. His, if you his, put his skills top five. are top five. Yes, but that doesn't mean you're the best player. Yes, I take take the whole, you got to take the whole career. In, into a pitcher. Yep. So you look at these teams that consistently put play. I mean, here's a perfect example. Perfect example last night where two teams are going opposite ways in their way of draft. The Dallas Cowboys. Now, I know they have not won anything since 1996. Fine. And I'm not a Dallas fan. Far from it. But their offensive line is one of the best and solid from, from one side of the line to the other side. Okay. They lost win. Okay. They don't really have a tight end. You have Zeke. Top three. Top two, top one running back in the NFL league. Top three running back, yeah. You signed Amari Cooper. You had Michael Gallup, who had a great season last year. And what do you do? You add another great piece, maybe the best receiver in this class, depending on who you ask, and CeeDee Lamb. I mean, think about this. You haven't signed your quarterback, Dak Prescott, yet, but you're just (laughs) adding. I mean... If the, if the you know why they did this. I mean, if hey Dak, if you can't win with this freaking team, then guess what? You ain't getting signed to thirty plus million a year. You're going. See you later. You're and, going to another team. And good. That's what Jerry Jones is doing with this pick because you get a top. I'm sorry, you get a top two receiver in this draft at seventeen. Guess what, Dak? There's no excuses anymore. You can't win next year or this coming season. You can't win a Super Bowl with the weapons surrounding you and a solid defense. Guess what? You shouldn't be quarterback of the Dallas. Cowboys anymore. Plain and simple. Steve, we'll save that question for another time, but I can name five guys right off the top of my head that's had a better career than Aaron Rodgers. Easily. He said Drew Brees. Well, he, he said, said Breeze. Bre- well, he said Bre- Bre- better than Breeze. Breeze career. Breeze I, no. Stats wise, no. no. I mean, but, and, no. That, and that's well, Rodgers. Yeah. And you got to look at this. Mike McCarthy leaves <laughs> the Packers. He goes to Dallas and gets all these pieces. And Aaron Rodgers got to be like, hello. And you, and you heard Nolan. And when he was on the phone, he said, the day of the draft, I'd like to get a nice weapon. And what do they do? They do the complete opposite and go for the rebuild. Are they Are they telling? But I mean, even the, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, they yeah. added a running back yesterday. They could have used defensive help. Maybe add another piece. But they the, add another they offensive add another weapon and help Patrick Mahomes. Because it's all about helping the quarterback in winning football games. 
I mean, the 49ers, what do they do? They get the second best T tackle in the football. They lose they, to Forrest Buckner. Okay, no problem. We replace him with a guy that well, we're going to. Kinlaw, cheap We're going to save about $35 million, <laughs> and we're going to have control of him as a rookie for five years. Yeah. Then we're going to trade up, and we'll get them get the number one receiver on their big board. It came out today. Brandon Ayuk. Would have been their number, number one, one over all of them. Henry Ruggs, Judy, and Lamb. Yes. So that's so saying you, something. So they, they and they get about. another weapon to add to that team. You, It's all about the offense nowadays. You look at all the great defenses, okay? Even Dallas, who has great defensive players on that team and, and other teams, and the 49ers, where does it get you? Doesn't win you the Super Bowl. The quarterback teams do. Yep. The teams with the better quarterback with the yep. better roster. It's just now. The how, year- about, how about that? I mean, t- uh, two teams that, and we're they're just talking about two of them. You get Tua, then you drop the offensive tackle. The Chargers. I mean, look out for the LA Chargers. They got a new, brand new look. They take Justin Herbert for the future, and the then Vikings, they trade. And then they, hold on. Then they trade back and take probably to some not named Isaiah Simmons, the best linebacker in this, and Kenneth Murray. I mean, the Chargers doing it right. The Dolphins are doing the right thing. The Packers are not doing the right thing and not helping their franchise quarterback. And how about the Minnesota Vikings? So. So you had two first-round picks. Yep. Perfect. Yep. You're going to fill both needs. You had defensive back and wide receiver. You get the defensive back. Jeff Gladney, and at 31, you trade back. And then no, no, no. Well, Justin, you had, well, you had you take Justin Jefferson. So you had, you had the 22nd pick, yeah. and they took Justin Jefferson. They took Justin Jefferson. They took Justin Jefferson. Okay. Great. Maybe the third best or fourth best receiver in the yeah. draft. And, and, and a solid, solid player, okay? You had 100, then 118 receivers. You had the 25th pick. You trade back with the 49ers. So not only do you keep your first round pick yeah, and, get, and, get the, and get the defensive back that you want, but now you picked up another two or three picks to a team that's got one of the three or four best roster, the whole yes. roster. I mean, you could put them up against anyone in the league. They have one of the best rosters. Talk about just reinvesting your team <laughs> and just sending, because you look at that NFC North right now, you have the Bears. You know their defense is solid, okay? Yep. They don't have a pick the until this Chargers, round. Definitely. They need offensive help, and they need a, and it starts with the quarterback first, so whoever's the quarterback going to be, it's going to start there. But you have a solid defense. You know that team's going to be competitive. You know the Lions will be competitive once Stafford's healthy. They didn't have Stafford, and that makes a huge difference on that team. He's worked three wins a season just having him on the team. So you know the Lions will be better. You know that division will be better. If you're the Packers, you got to be looking, questioning and going, all right, so there's a new playoff format. Only the number one seed gets the bye. I just don't understand what you're doing to better your team it right now. It just makes more of a head scratch. It's just more right, of a listen, head scratch. If this was two years down the road and it was maybe – like, if this was the Eli Manning situation a year or two years ago, or this was the Tom Brady, I could totally understand those teams going after a quarterback. Yeah. But we don't, at least, unless we something, somebody else knows something that we don't know, Aaron Rodgers has at least three to four years yeah, left. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say is that are we, not know, are we not knowing something in this whole situation of maybe why they did this? Why did they take Jordan Love? Is Aaron Rodgers on the way out in the next couple years? Is they, uh, are they trying to tell us some? And then they're saying that the GM hasn't even spoke to Rodgers. So, and, and Nolan said it best, I'd love to see them on Hard Knocks because Aaron Rodgers has got to be ticked off. I know Packer fans are ticked off, but that's what makes it the draft, the unknown. The presence of the unknown, it makes it so great. And there's another couple head scratch moves. The Raiders, I love their first pick, Henry Ruggs. He get the speedster. He's a home run threat every time he touches the ball. But the, court, but the second pick, 
They, this is what Gruden does. This is why Gruden is so intriguing. He's so different from everybody else. He makes moves that you're like, what the hell is he doing? Damon Arnett. He went Colin Farrell last year at four. Were you thinking Josh Allen Quinn, if Quinn Williams was there? No, they go, with the, they go with something completely different. This year, they go Damon Arnett. I like Damon Arnett. I think he's going to be a solid pro in this game. But he, could, he was graded as a second, third-round pick. So go in the second or third corner in this draft. Bit of a surprise. Eagles is another team. Justin Jefferson on the board, a guy that was a that caught 118 passes last year from the Heisman Trophy winner Joe Burrow. Instead, you go Jalen Rager, who has speed, is another home run threat. But Justin reminds Jefferson, me a little bit of Deshaun Jackson. Got but, that speed. But yeah, and they like that Deshaun Jackson. They want that player. deep speed. But you have a guy like Justin Jefferson available. And they don't take him. I'm intrigued. And then, I, I, it was intriguing that they didn't go in that situation and as then, well. And I'll put it this way. Also, RJ, who watches our show a lot, comments a lot. He's a big Jaguar fan from West Haven. I like what they I, did. Too. I like what they did. Yeah. They took, Defense. They took the second best corner, CJ Henderson. He's a day one starter. You, you put him in, it feels it feels a need. It feels a, and it they, feels an important need. Yes. And, and then you get a pass rusher. And you have Chase on, who maybe to the second best pass and rusher. You, and draft. you drafted Josh Allen last year, who was yep. a a beast last year as a he's rookie. He's only going to get better. Yep. You team him up, and you still got Nguakwe, and who knows what's going to oh, happen. Oh, don't forget about all Now, the Jaguars said they're not going to trade him. Don't but forget about all the draft picks that they're going to have, too. They have well, a, and, and, they and, have a ton yeah, of And who knows what they'll do. Maybe they'll trade him down the road. Maybe they'll force him to play this year, and then we don't know. But either way, the Jaguars' defensive line is going to be ferocious. What do you think of um, any other? Any other? Um, we're not going to do winners and losers because it's the first night. We'll do that next week come Monday after the entire I mean, draft is over with. We'll have our winners and losers. No, I don't have any there, questions. I mean, I called the pick of the... Uh, of the Ravens, Patrick Queen. So we, did I. We, I said Jordan Brooks because Bobby Wagner is getting up in that age. Was surprise, that was a surprising pick. Jordan but they Brooks, like maybe athletic was, linebackers who can run second. Line I side. saw a second round grade on him. I like to just kind of move on because I want to the second <laughs> okay, round. Okay. The second round, just because. No, that's what gets. The, the first round was good and smooth, but this draft, this is where you win. This is where you win championships. It's the second and third round picks. Well, it's fourth, the fourth, fourth and seventh. This majority is, of the and this is a great draft with a lot of depth. The draft class is going to be known more for their depth. You know, yeah. and I put it this way in a basketball term. If this was a starting five, the second starting five that would come out, you wouldn't miss a beat. Because you look at the, what's left on the board. There's a lot there of... There is so much talent left on the board. I mean, you have the four of the... You have all four top safeties available on the board, starting with Xavier McKinney from Alabama. You have DeAndre pretty much... Swift. If in most cases, mind, you have the top four running backs still available. Ross Blacklock, J.K. Dobbins, Winfield, Higgins, Espinessa. You have Zach Bond. I'm just naming about nine or ten players. Trust me, ladies and gentlemen. How about the receivers? Still, Denzel Mims, there's still, Higgins. There's still another 20 to 25 players. If you're at the top of this draft, and that's why I say, if the New York Giants could try to trade back, that's what makes, that would make, I know people say, oh, 36, we could get, we could get a lot there. But if you could trade back, pick up some assets. The, the other thing is the New England Patriots being the New England Patriots, trading back, picking up even more. They now have 14 picks in this draft, and it's all in the second and third round. This is where Bill Belichick, this is where the Patriots have become so successful for the past 20 years. Want to know why they win championships? Because they hit in the second and third rounds and later rounds. It's not always about the first round. First round, yeah, you want your guy to come in immediate or impact starter. But you build in the second and third, and this is what makes you a great GM slash coach. And that's why the Patriots are the Patriots. And what does Bill Belichick do again? He gets out of the first round, picks up even more draft picks. I mean, the Patriots just, it's just, it was a Overall, 
take of the first night was impressive. Hey, it was. I give it an A. It was. It was awesome because it was something we never expected in a time that has been so rough for so many. We needed some kind of light, and that's what it gave us. The NFL did a tremendous job from eight o'clock all the way to a little so, after midnight. So if we'll just, and I will ask you this. Do you suspect the Giants go defense in the, in the second That's round? That's what makes it so fascinating is that they are at 36 right now, and there is so much. There's so much there. There's good receivers. There's if Xavier McKinney falls at 36, who was a first round talent. That's a guy that they can immediately run up to Roger Goodell's basement and say, "Here you go." Well, if they, but if they think Julian Love is going to be the free safety and Peppers are going to be the strong safety, then they maybe don't need that. And there has been talk. Listen, Sterling Shepard's had concussions well, receiver and serious and serious concussions. Yes. Serious yes. concussions. One more and he can and, be and, done. and Golden T is no, you know. He's getting older. He's getting older. So you have Darius Slate, but you don't really have anyone else behind him, okay? Well, you, could, you have Corey Coleman, but he's mostly brought in for special teams. So Darius you're Slane sitting there at 36. Maybe a guy like Denzel Mims, six foot four. He ran in the four threes. Yeah. Big, fast receiver could stretch the field. Maybe a guy yeah, like T. Higgins. Higgins so he becomes your more possession receiver, and you have Darius Slayton, the deep threat guy. you got to think about that. That's going to be young guys that you're going to support. Maybe it's too early. Maybe, like in Trev said, if you can trade back it would be 36 great for to 40 or 44. Pick up another third. Third and yes. maybe a fourth or fifth. You have four sevenths. And I think they're going to probably eventually trade up in the sixth and the fifth to make some moves. Yeah. Because you don't need all those picks. I want to get seven solid players. If you remember that 2007 NFL draft class, every guy that the Giants drafted that year had some, sort of had some type of impact. And they were all made the roster. And they all had a, uh, a valuable part on that team winning that Super Bowl that year. And uh, Matt Bradshaw, who was a seventh-round pick, <laughs> I believe, was their starting running back yep. and from Marshall, and he became a valuable piece of that team. So I mean, I, Jacobs were two guys so late-round picks. If we're going to talk about the Giants, I think the biggest needs right now. Could they go? I mean, that's they the need. Thing that they need extra pass rushers. Yes. Now they brought in Frackle. He is going to be a pass rushing guy. Now. For Giant fans, they have to understand this. They still invested draft picks the last two years in Lorenzo Carter from Georgia and Himes from Old Dominion. Okay, yep. you got to see how these guys produce. You can't say, oh, after one year or two years, oh, they didn't get any sacks, they're no good. Year three, you got to let them develop. Year three coming for so Lorenzo Carter. So I think you still always still use extra pass rush, and we've known that when the Giants won the Super Bowl, they kept drafting. They had Tuck, then they drafted the kid from BC. Help me out, uh, Kiwanuka. Oh, Kiwanuka. And they had Strahan, and they had OC. So, and we saw how the Eagles beat the Patriots. They had. Five Five, six, seven pass rushers. Yep. So you can never have enough. I think that's one of the positions that the Giants are going to look at early in the second round. Maybe Cushenberry in the third round if he falls. The LSU center. The Giants need, a, need center. a center. It would be. It would so definitely solidify that offensive line. Also, free safety would be another help. Maybe the kid Chin from Southern Illinois. Yep. Maybe Antoine Winfield who could play safety. Probably not because he's too small. And I don't think the Giants would invest in a guy like that. Yep. But maybe Xavier McKinney if he falls at 36. Could you put him at your free safety, and that just gives flex. Flexibility in the yeah. secondary gives the Giants opportunity to, to grow. To answer your question, that you asked, what could the Giants? Do? I mean, there's so many ways. There are so much. Like I said, the talent pool in at 36 is going to be a first-round type talent of player right there. So the Giants could go either way. They could go. They could continue the offensive line trend. They could go pass rushing. They could go linebacker, safety, receiver. There are so many ways the Giants can go. Overall, first round, A-plus for me. It was an amazing first round. A job well done. I mean, these guys all have nice house. I mean, Roger Dell's basement. Did you see Cliff Kingsbury's house? 
Did you see Cliff Kingsbury's house? Did you see Did, did you, you see Bill Belichick's house compared to it? Did you see Isaiah Bill Simmons' Belichick's house? The house he was in? Bill Belichick's house looks complete like a normal Excuse me. Just like, did you see where <laughs> Did you see these houses? Did you see where Jerry Jones was? It looked like He was on a yacht. He said he was on a yacht. Yeah, it looked like the Death Star. <laughs> they look, I mean, and they're having C.D. Lamb on right now. I mean, that's a, just a, for Dallas Cowboys to stay put at 17, thinking they would go defense, but you get the number two or one receiver in this draft at 17. Dak Prescott, there's no more excuses for you. Overall, I was excited of last night. It went overall, I thought, great. There was no issues. It's just a job well done by every party that was part of this NFL draft and a difficult year. They brought in a little light to sports fans last night. And stay tuned. Look for us on Sunday. We will be on again. We will do a pretty much a full recap. Oh, we're going to go on draft. Sunday. I like it. Oh, okay. yeah. We're going to go okay. on Sunday. We're going to do a full recap. Hopefully, Joe Aguirre is going to well, get in contact with us. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll have him on. If you have any questions regarding... <laughs> <laughs> Look at the size of it. Yeah, it that... Pat, Pat got me stunned on that. Funny. Um, <laughs> if you have any questions for us, anything that you would want us to talk about, um, even maybe call in on Sunday, uh, post it on Keys this or message us and uh, we'll try to answer everyone's questions. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be the end of the show. Enjoy the rest of Draft Weekend sports fans because after that, well, we go back to quarantine life as usual. But ladies and gentlemen, we are streaming on Spotify, iTunes, Google iTunes, Amazon, and YouTube, Keys to the City. You can check us out as well. Instagram, Twitter, Keys to the City. Clovercast Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.